Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warriors. Yay! Woohoo! Yes. We're excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does it ever feel weird having the back and forth in the beginning? It always feels really fun to me. Does it feel weird yeah. to you? Yeah. No, I didn't know if you were asking me or the warriors. No, I'm asking you. It doesn't you. feel weird to me. <laughs> well, warriors, I guess you could let us know too. Is this part of our podcast the most awkward or is it just <laughs> one of the most awkward parts? <laughs> Give us some feedback on that, Warriors. Yeah. I That's feel like this transition. This nails it, you know? <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Right? I Oh, it took me multiple layers. I got it now. Got well it. Done. What Margo, are you going to Spoiler. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. Oh, forget it then. Forget it, Warriors. We are going to be talking today with you all about what it's like to receive feedback. And maybe a little bit about giving feedback too. Yes, good. That's what I was hoping because it just struck me that like right before we hit record, I was like, wait a second. Like, I know we're going to talk about receiving constructive feedback, constructive mm. criticism, right? Um, constructive. Yes, um, in the quotes for sure. But giving it is also a skill, <laughs> especially well <put> <laughs> when... Uh, the person is super defensive and you are oh, yeah. actually like in a setting where it is required to give the feedback. Right. So that just happened right before we hit record. So I'm so glad you included both sides. Mm. It's required to give the feedback. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's first maybe define what we mean when we say feedback, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. what is like you mentioned constructive criticism. Yeah. Is that different from feedback? Um, I guess, you know, I'm thinking of all of this in more of like, quote unquote, professional settings, mm. right? Like, I mean, I feel like sometimes like when, when, when I've heard like your mic once in a while makes a sound, I tell you about that. I give you that feedback. Oh, your mic made a sound. Right. right. That's so neutral. Right. Yes. But if I was like, hey, Margo, let's have a chat about how this podcast is going. Right. Like even there, my like stomach. I know, like, right? In it, Total like, pit. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so let's never talk about how the podcast no, is no, going. <laughs> we'll never talk about it ever. <laughs> okay. I love that for us. Yeah. <laughs> but so I feel like there, right? There's a difference there. Like there's totally. very neutral feedback. Right. Yeah. But like constructive criticism, I'm not going to like constructively criticize your mic. I'm not going to be mm. like, hey, you know, that's just feedback. Yeah. Right. So I feel like feedback can be neutral, but I feel like constructive criticism is usually more around like, 
like a, you know, a crap sandwich to put it nicely, you know, the crap right, sandwiches. Right. Yeah. Totally. Like, say something nice, then tell the crap, then say something nice on the bottom. Right. Yep. And you're giving the person a crap sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really but is like, the crap yeah. sandwich good to receive or is it, is that the best way to offer the constructive criticism or feedback or whatever? Is that I, what you're saying? I think that's what a lot of people do. I okay. think that's what they do is they give the crap sandwich. Right. right? And, and, and in that, I think for me, at least when I know I'm going to receive constructive criticism or constructive feedback, right. It's constructive. It's supposed to help me. Um, I'm always, that is the goal behind the constructive part, but we'll talk about how it is or isn't maybe. Right. But I, for, for me, I'm always just waiting for the crap. Mm. You know, I'm not, I don't care about the, the layer of bread of, oh, you do this really well. You do this really well. And yep. the second layer of bread at the bottom of, and in summary, you know, this is also a really good strength of yours. I'm waiting for the crap in the middle and then I'm going to like take that to heart, right? Or yes. I'm going to, you know, like, so. It doesn't soften the blow. No. It's like, I'd rather bread. just have the direct crap yes. than yes. the sandwich of crap. Don't mm -hmm. try to dress up the crap. It's like, when you take a shit and someone sprays some Febreze or some Lysol in the bathroom, now we've just got some flowery crap Yes, as opposed to just yes. the crap. At least I know what I'm dealing with. Cause at the end of the day, you know what you're dealing with. Yes. Someone took a shit in here. Yes. You know right? that you're not hiding anything with the spray. That's and right. The thing is I'm not saying don't ever spray or don't ever give bread. I'm not saying don't ever do that, but maybe when you're like, Hey, can we have a talk about, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. That's when you just go straight to the crap and don't, you know, don't spray it. Don't give it bread. Don't dress it up. Right. Yeah. But then throughout the relationship, give bread. Hey, I see the strength about you. And I really like that. Like, that's awesome. Let's keep growing that. Hey, Make I that the pattern. That. Right. Give the bread whenever. And then cut to the crap when you need some constructive feedback. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Especially if you are looking to actually help a situation or right. a thing or a person or whatever, or an interaction, whatever. Right. Um, and then the receipt being on the receiving end, right? Like I know from just speaking from my perspective, I feel like it might hurt in the moment when I'm give, being given the, the feedback, if, yeah. if it's less than good or it's not positive or whatever, even if it's just a little bit not yes. positive, it, right. it may be painful. It may hurt. It may suck to hear, but you know, if you choose to receive it, which I want to talk about too, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Um, and in what form you are receiving it, right. Um, then is that still better than being fluffed up and being like, it's like when kids know that you're fucking not like not being authentic, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when anyone knows that you're just giving them a line of bull. Right. Like don't don't pretend like you aren't because right. we can all see and sniff through it. Yeah. Everyone, most yeah. people, maybe not everyone, but I would think a lot of people can. You know, um yeah. this receiving thing that you're saying like the being able to receive it, I feel like it's so important. I feel like that needs to be like so I'm I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but like I'm in a, a critique group for, for books, for manuscripts, for kids' books. Right. Yeah. 
And we set very clear goals ahead of time. And one of them, I mean, all you're doing is being critiqued and receiving constructive feedback. That's the entire thing on your manuscript, right? But we set clear goals ahead of time of how we're supposed to receive it so that people would actually receive it, right? And we record it. You're not allowed to, when someone is giving the feedback, you're not allowed to justify what you did. You're not allowed to make excuses. You just have to listen to it. And when that person is finally done, you can ask questions for clarity, right? Mm, Okay. So we like made it this very specific way so that it wasn't a whole lot of, right? And so I feel like that would be nice in work situations too. It's like, hey, let's have these agreements before we enter into the constructive feedback, right? Like I'm gonna offer some feedback about your work performance. And if you could just listen and receive it and at the end there will be space for questions. I feel like I might have a little less discomfort during it all if I like had clear expectations of how, how the feedback would go, right? Yeah. But oftentimes it's not that. So it's usually like an email, like, hey, you got some time to talk, right? Yes. And then all of a sudden I'm like- Too open-ended. <laughs> I'm like sweating everywhere. Why do they want to talk? What do they want to talk about? You know? And totally. like- Totally. Yeah. And then like, you have to like wait. Like, it's like, oh, let's Zoom right now, right? Yes. <laughs> let's talk. What do you want to say? I Because yeah. I'm not going to- Don't tell me you'll call me in an hour no, no. with your or, problem. Or make a plan for next week, right? It's like- No. Right. Yeah. So, so there so, are ways to, yeah. Yeah, go on. No, I was going to say that there are ways that we can set um, up an expectation for the person that we plan to offer the feedback mm-hmm. or the constructive criticism to. And then on the receiving end, right, we can kind of practice noticing what are the things that feel the most supportive to us? Is yeah. there a way for me to relay that information to our bosses or to the people that we're in community with or our accountability groups or feedback groups or whatever, if mm-hmm. we're talking about something that specific, like, Hey, this is the way that I best receive like any kind of conflict. Yeah. If you have a conflict with me, here's the way that I'm going to best receive it. Yeah. And so like, can we practice saying that to people? That's hard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially in a work environment where there's power dynamics at play. Yes. And I'm thinking about too, like, God, I remember, you know, when I was a teacher, we used to get annual work evaluations, yes. right? Yes. And it's like, and I think about, you know, my husband's in sales and like, and I've spoken to lots of people in different industries about when they receive their like end of the year, you know, packet of information about mm-hmm. like their performance. Yes. And how most of it is just boilerplate, like red tape yep. kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then like, no one can get a perfect score either. Right. Right. That's nope. the part that always made me crazy too. It's like, and like, I've had bosses say to me, like, Hey, I would have given you a higher score, but I'd already given you high scores in this yeah. other sections. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, Basically right. Saying that it's that doing the best job to my ability is not acceptable. It's still not good enough. It's, it's still, still not good enough. Even if you are doing everything, you know, above even if you're doing beyond. everything right or above yeah. and beyond, it's mm-hmm. like I can't give you another five right. out of five because I've right. given you a bunch of other five out of fives before. It's like there needs to be it, room for improvement somewhere. Always, but you're never yeah. good enough. There's mm-hmm. always room for improvement. It's just such a backwards way of like trying to give people feedback about yes. it. It makes, and then people have to sign off on it. Like I know one of this was, this happened a long time ago. One of Adam's former coworkers who doesn't work for the company anymore. He refused. They had to sign everyone who had to, who had their end of year meeting yes. had to sign. Yes. That they accepted their yeah. um, performance review mm-hmm. and the guy refused to sign. And it was like a whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, what happens then? And 
oh man, it's, it can get really sticky. And, and yeah. I, I don't know. I have less compassion for the bosses, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, that's going to be fucking hard. Like yes, being the one to try to get your employee to, even if they did a terrible job, right. And they mm-hmm. deserve the score that they got. You have to sign, you expect them to sign off on the right, right. Like, a shitty job. Right. Like, is right. this the best course for delivering feedback to people? Right. Is this going to make them change their behavior? And, and how often is there actually explanations on on how to like do better, how to do better perform? Right. Like like I'm thinking about one of the times. Like first of all, I want to say that a lot of times when I would do those annual reviews when I worked in a school. I was always super nervous, but then it was like always fine. Right. So like, I'm like drenched in my sweat. I'm like trembling and I'm like sitting there trying to act normal and I'm not normal. I can barely say like a full sentence. Right. And they give me my performance review and like, everything's fine. Right. So there's that piece. It's like a reminder of that. But I remember one time when um, I was with a company and they were training me to be a trainer. And um, this was like, right after like so much stuff had happened, like my, my dad had passed. I was out of that five and a half year relationship. And yet I was like still doing a really good job at my job. And I remember just like, totally like, like we hadn't scheduled anything or anything. And and the person mentoring me was like, Hey, um, can we talk for a minute about your performance? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're like, you know, you're really good at what you do and you know what you're talking about and this and that, but you just, you're not letting your light shine, right? Like you are so powerful and you just aren't letting people see that light and that power. And that feedback to me, I mean, first of all, I was like, are you kidding me? But second yeah. of all, what are the steps that I can take to then let my light shine? Right? Like, right. Where's the action here? <laughs> yes. It was like the most confusing feedback. And like, I wasn't like, I wasn't trying to resist it. Right. But I also wasn't going to engage because I was like, dude, I am grieving right now. How dare you tell me my light's not shining. Right. But also how to, when you're telling someone they need to let their light shine more, like give them the steps to do that. Do you take a, you know, a cold bath, right? Do you scrub <laughs> yourself in salt? Like, what do you do to let your light shine more? <laughs> like, if it's like the, <laughs> yeah, that is insane. I'm, I, I I, I've heard this before, but every yes. time I hear it, I'm yeah. like, I'm so like, I, I, I'm, mm, I can't, yep, I know. I feel like, it's like the equivalent of someone saying to someone, smile more. Like that makes no sense. You are smile not more being you'll constructive. Be better at writing, making a website. It's like, it doesn't even connect, right? right. It's and like- it's just like, what is, like you said, there's no actionable steps to make yourself shine. Yeah. Oh. Let, let your light shine. You're so Should powerful. I put on some like body butter with glitter? Right. Like, what do you want from Right. Me? That's crazy talk. I know. So that's I, like, I thought you were going to yeah. share because I remember it might have even been the same moment, but like believe that same person told you that you were off your game or was that a different yes. interaction? Yes. Because I remember it was around the yes. same time after your dad had passed mm-hmm. out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't I didn't remember if it was the same conversation or not or if it was just yeah. close to that conversation. I don't even remember me? now. OK, like but they I were like, even... you're off your game today yep. or something like that. Yep. And like, mm-hmm. again, it's like that's not constructive either. What you are, what you should be saying is you don't seem like yourself, right? right? How can I support you? Right. Right. Like that. Cause then that's not, it's feedback without it being about the work. 
and it can never especially be if you way. know that someone's struggling if you know that someone's right struggling, right do better do better do but better. also you can't give someone feedback like that and then they like i i could never say it to that person it's like you seem off your game right i could never that person was my mentor they were my boss right Power I, dynamic, could, yep. I could never say to them you're not letting your light shine enough right <laughs> It's just, if you're going to give constructive feedback, make sure it has like applicable steps to get to the place where the feedback is needed, you know, like, yep. Yep. Telling someone they should shine more, not only is, is frustrating to hear, right. Because then it, it goes to, to me, that also sounds like a gendered, um, and I know the person you're talking about was a woman. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like this was a man that was speaking to you, but there's something about phrases like let your light shine. That sounds really gendered. Like I'm trying to Mm -hmm. imagine a man or a woman saying to another man or to a man, like saying to Adam, Hey Adam, you need to let your light shine more. And even if he could make assumptions about what I might mean by that. Right. Yeah. It still isn't constructive because I'm not offering anything actionable as you're saying. Right. Right. There isn't like, you know, you might, you might even say like, I, I know that, you know, um, I've seen you shine when you mm-hmm. are presenting to people, right? Here are the ways that I, when I recognize you shining, here are the things that I see you doing, Beautiful. right? Like that is just like a nice twist to the mm-hmm. same sentence or, you know, or the same idea, not the same mm-hmm. sentence, but the same concept without it being like, you're not shining enough, right? Yeah. It just sounds so accusatory and and not helpful. It's not right. a necessary thing to say. Right. 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 It's like, hey, when you are, you know, speaking to others, you know, maybe pay attention to your filler words. Mm. Right. That's yeah. good. That's helpful. Oh, okay. How can I do that? Why don't you record yourself? That's going to feel really uncomfortable, but you'll hear the different filler words you use. So right. you can pay attention to them, right? You can and like just not using them or changing them right, up. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and and that person had given me that feedback at a different time and that was helpful, right? Right. So there is helpful feedback, but overall, tell people the steps they need to take to get to the feedback. Yeah. Also knowing that they're probably in their limbic area of their brain freaking yes. out because you're giving them feedback too. So make it simple. Make it simple. Yeah. And don't overwhelm, right? You mm-hmm. can't give someone 10 things that they did wrong. Right. A, their brain isn't going to be able to hold all of that. Even if you offer it in writing, right? They're going to feel mm-hmm. instantly overwhelmed. Even if they're not defensive outwardly, their, their, their narrative is going to change about themselves either. And it may come out as, as anger later on or retaliation in some form. Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. you're just, if you overwhelm a person, it's just why end of the year performance reviews are m- more bullshit about that. Right. Because like, yeah, there is too much information, too yep. much feedback at once, whether it be good or bad or anything mm-hmm. that isn't perfect, I should say mm-hmm. is going to be met with like, Oh God, I'm terrible. Especially if your money is tied to it, like getting a raise or getting a bonus. Right. Totally. And it's like yeah. so intense. Um, so have you ever received either some super helpful or unhelpful constructive feedback? Um, yeah, I was told, I was told to smile more. Oh God. Ew. Like my stomach just cringed. I know. And that's why when you said that thing about the shining of the light, yeah. it really bothered me because it felt the same mm-hmm. in, in some, in, in a microcosm of a way, like mm-hmm. it just feels 
I'm not smiling because I'm not smiling. Right. Is the point that then I'm supposed to be perform for these people? Yeah. Is the point that I'm supposed to perform for these children, these parents, these educators, these people, should I not, I don't have to unload my drama to them, but like, if my face just happens to look like this, yeah. does that mean that I'm ugly? Does that mean that I'm coming off as yeah, um, someone that isn't happy or loving or trustworthy? Am I only happy, loving, and trustworthy if I'm smiling? Right. So like it, it instantly, and I'm brought back to this moment because it really comes up for me still. When I'm in the middle, when, when people enter the room, of course mm-hmm. I smile at people when they enter the room, right. I mean, even briefly. Yeah. Am I, but I do feel once in a while, I'm like, I haven't smiled in a while. Oh, I better God. do it. Or I, you know, I, I, do I look serious? I find myself thinking about what my oh face my might be telling yeah. me. And I, and while it's important to have the awareness that like how we look, our nonverbal cues might be information for people. Right. Yeah. But, but we know that that's not the be all end all of the situation. No. Some people's faces are their faces. Like, right. you want, does that mean that if I don't have a constant, like little upturn to my, the corners of my mouth, if my eyes don't look big and bright and doe-eyed, like a right. Disney princess, does that mean that I'm not a good teacher? Does that mean that I can't deliver this information? Like, right. then isn't, isn't it important too, for children and all people to see that, um, human emotions are going to ebb and flow and right. they shouldn't have to perform. Yes. Even if they're teaching, even if they're leading, even if they're doing a presentation, right. You know, as long as you uh, look, I, and look, what we do is a level of performance, right? At the end of the day, there is a level of performance to, to the work that we do. And that's right. the reality of the situation. But something about you should smile more just felt like a direct attack on my face or something because it wasn't the feed. It wasn't feedback about my directions or about my directives or about like the, the ability for the students to do something right. or take the direction um, or function. In fact, everything, it, it was the opposite. Everything was awesome. Yeah. But just hearing like everything was great, but you should smile more, which is kind of like, so basically what you're saying is, is that there's something wrong with the way I look. Yes. And so like, not only is that not helpful, but now I'm, I have already have some body dysmorphia, yeah. which you don't know about, but labeling, labeling that right. right. Does trigger me. Yes. And so like, now that's feedback that I'm going to be thinking about right. every time I interact with anyone, Right. not even when I'm working, forget about work. Even if you take work out of the equation, if you ask someone to change something about their look, if you comment on the way that they look, that isn't useful. It's just not useful feedback unless they, um, you know, have like a giant, if their underwear sticking out of their pants, right. Or, or there are mitigating circumstances for certain looks, right. Of course. But sans anything detrimental like that, or like potentially really embarrassing Mm -hmm. or something like you have toilet paper on your ass. Okay. Please tell me, (laughs) you know, come help out, help a girl out, whatever, but like food in my teeth. Tell me. Please. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like telling me that something that I don't look, I don't look the way that I look is not good. Right. That's yeah. what I hear when you say that. And they said, should they said, should I you hate, should smile more. when, Oh God. Like that was the exact sentence. It's yeah, like a it was dead hard to rage hear. when I, like, I feel that you know. when you say that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, there are probably dozens of examples I could come up with, right. but like, that's the one that always stands out to me. And that's why I'm so passionate about 
telling people that that's bullshit. Yeah. And not actual feedback. No, it's not feedback at all. And so no. like what I want to say um, here is like one of the ways that I, I've adopted, not unsurprisingly, Glennon Doyle, who is one of my heroes, we know. She talks about these five things that she does when she receives feedback mm-hmm. that I've kind of like brought into my realm these, mm-hmm. this past year. And the first, and she calls it like sorting the mail, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like, you're not going to bring all the mail into the house is what right. she says, right? It's like, how do we navigate all the different things we might hear? And there are different things that we might hear um, via the internet, mm-hmm. via reviews on things that we put out in the world. Right. Oh God. Um, yeah. That, that, I know that's, that's can be a separate thing. Right. But yeah. like, but that's feedback on mm-hmm. sometimes completely unsolicited. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you create something, you put something in the world and then you, um, you hear about it. To an from, opinion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. And then, um, you get it in person, you get it in your face, you got to direct with via email. I mean, there's a million ways a person can receive feedback. So like the first thing is just like, what's the junk mail? Mm-hmm. What doesn't come into the house and the house being like your mind and body? Like, what mm-hmm. are you not going to accept? Yeah. As Elise Meyer says too, another big fan of that person. She's always just like, I don't receive that. Or I yeah. guess I received that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, what can we choose to internalize or not internalize? And so it's about the junk mail, the junk mail in the way that Glennon Doyle puts it is like things that have to do with how she looks and how we look. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. smile more, you should try this. Mm-hmm. And, um, things that have to do with your, uh, relationships with people, oh. even your, even your coworkers, you know, mm-hmm. if these are comments about like your role as a parent or your role as, um, a teacher, your role is whatever. If there are comments that are strictly about the relationship, right. Mm-hmm. Unless you're the person that's part of that relationship, that feedback is not welcome. Yeah. More junk mail. Um, the third one is, uh, if it's gendered in any way, things like, um, and personality, those are like mm-hmm. three and four. These are more junk mail things. Mm-hmm. You don't let in personality. Like you're too ambitious. You need okay. to calm down. You're a lot. You're too much. You have so many opinions. You're too loud, right? Like mm-hmm. these are personality traits. These are things about you that apparently are up for debate from your audience or mm-hmm. people in the world or whatever. And so that's mm-hmm. more things not to let in. And sometimes, you know, gender plays into those things, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. for women. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which is like, here's what you actually have to think about accepting in like the 5%. Mm -hmm. of the remaining criticism or feedback, which is about your work direct. Yeah. Right. Are these things that are affecting groups of people or, you know, your direct subordinates or people Mm -hmm. in your ether or people in your life, whatever. And if it is a partner, right? Like, is that, is the person offering that feedback, my partner, they're the one that's I'm in the relationship with. And so do you accept the feedback? Right. Because it's actually about something tangible mm-hmm. that can be worked on or looked at curiously or altered or fixed. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, we all need to be held accountable for certain things. We all need to learn how to accept some things that are actually about the things that we're doing and saying and the impact that we're having. Mm-hmm. The one caveat to that she kind of talks about too, is that like, is it being told of you in a respectful way? Uh-huh. In a way that's free of malice and internalized hatred that you yeah. can kind of 
feel on the edges of what they're saying. Yeah. Is it snide? Is it snarky? But glossed over as being like, but I'm just trying to help you. Right. right? Is there unspoken competition? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, And so it's like that remaining part of it is just like, nope, also not internalizing that, mm-hmm. that you can't trust. She uses the word trust. Mm-hmm. You can't trust that feedback because yeah. even though it might be about your work or it might be about that thing that you did or said or put out into the world or whatever, if it's being, it, it's like, they're waiting for you to fail. They were, mm-hmm. they're excited. She used that word too. They're excited that you failed, right? You can feel it in what they've yeah. written. Yeah. Like they were, we're waiting for this whole time for you to come right. down. Right. They were um, if that's it. how it's not constructive. Right. And yeah. so like, I just love the imagery too. And we both, we both understand things so vividly in pictures. And so like, I just imagine myself when I'm receiving something that I'm throwing out a good chunk of it mm-hmm. doesn't relate directly to right. what I've it's made. Like, like, and I, yeah. Like looking, sorting through it, literally and, throwing and, papers out and then just taking like the one piece of mail that you need to put on your counter. That's right. And actually sit with the discomfort of receiving it. Yeah. Right. Um, And even the good feedback, you can say the same thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. but how much of this good feedback is actually about what I've done or said or put out in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the same thing about activism, right? It's like how many, you know, it may not be received well. In fact, you're going to probably get a lot of vitriol and hate from groups of people for putting that your, your views out in the world, your strong Mm -hmm. opinions, your loud voice, whatever. Yeah. And, um, do we, we have to practice sitting with some of the discomfort of like receiving that, but knowing that at the end of the day, what you're doing is for the greater good of yourself, your community or communities of people. Right. right. And so like, yeah, I just love that. Sort your mail, decipher what's junk, yeah. what you want, what you refuse to re- receive versus right. what you can bring in and try to look at from the objective and loving point of view. Right. Right. Yeah. It's very applicable. Right. I feel like yeah. that's the best way to receive criticism. That's helped me in the mm-hmm. last year. And like you think about too, like when I, I know when I'm on Amazon and I'm reading reviews for things and I need mm-hmm. to buy or want to buy, how many of I've gone through the practice of like, which are these five things? This is junk mail. This is junk yep. mail. Yeah. Junk mail. Right. Which of these reviews are not applicable to this product actually. Right. right? But they're about something superficial, like the packaging or yeah, which the like, shipping. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I had an issue with Amazon, but I'm gonna blame this small business right. who's just trying to make a buck from a third party seller. Like it's just or like, you know, and there's some feedback that's in there that's just like, okay, that's information, mm-hmm. but did it need to lower the value of the product? Mm-hmm. Like in terms of your review, like I, I remember I was looking at a children's book once and um, one of them, what, this person that was uh, writing the review was kind of like, they picked out this one thing in the, in the illustrations that I guess irked them or got under their skin or whatever. To, in my mind, it, it was pretty minor, mm-hmm. at least the way it was read. And it was a pretty lengthy review. Um, and I was like, wow, that seems like a a, a, a lot of feelings about that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we don't all have triggers. We have, but does that mean that the product doesn't have value? Right. right. Like, and did it deserve three stars out of five because mm-hmm. of that one thing? And it wasn't even part of the writing or the text. Like, okay. Yes. Of course, the visuals are important parts of children's books. They're extremely important. If arguably more important than the text sometimes. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I felt, I wound up feeling like bad for this author. It's just Mm -hmm. like, this doesn't seem 
worthy of knocking off two stars off someone's right. creative work. Right. Like, and yes, right. I'm more sensitive to that as an author myself. Yeah. So like, you know, I have my own filter and, and well, as a small business, there, you know, it's sure. like, yeah, people are just so unaware of all the work that goes into what they're seeing on their screen. And then totally. they just feel like they can, you know, rip it apart because they paid yeah. for it or they got it for free or, you know, yeah, like, that they're yeah. owed the opportunity to air the grievance to the world or something. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about giving feedback? How do you feel about giving feedback? Um, it's really hard. Yeah. I find it to be really challenging. Um, I'm a direct person. Yeah. And so I don't like sugarcoating. Yeah. I don't, I don't do the crap sandwich. I just can't because like you said, it's better to sprinkle the bread all the time. Sprinkle the bread, the cheese, the lettuce, the tomato, all the other stuff all the time. So that person knows that they're not bad. That person knows that you care and love love them. That person knows that you are a hard worker, that you, you know, do all the things and that you are always trying your best and whatever that Mm -hmm. you, you know, that you, uh, respect them, that they are, are loved by you, supportive, whatever they, whatever you, you know, your relationship is to that coworker, that friend or, or family member or whatever, whoever it is, and just get straight to it. Yeah. Just say this thing that you said really hurt me or, Hey, I, I need to tell you about how I feel about that thing that happened just now or mm-hmm. the other night or whatever. And then just go right into it. Not like, yes. hey, can we talk tomorrow? We, Cause that's being, that's not being helpful. It's not being constructive. No. It's being cruel, especially if you're talking to an anxiety warrior. Yes. So, right. yeah, I mean, I do Be find, direct. I find giving feedback really hard, but yeah. I do find, um, that it gets, it gets, I feel like you wind up getting through the sticky part, the mud faster mm-hmm. than you would if you sprinkle it in or whatever, yeah. because then it feels like either that person's going to be left thinking, well, that was laced with a lot of loving things. So it's not that bad. So I can keep doing it. Right. Right. right? Or, and so like, maybe they ignore the one thing mm-hmm. you wanted them to hear. Right. Uh, not that you didn't want them to hear those other good little sprinkles of things, but really you wanted them to hear that one thing. Right. But maybe they choose to ignore that thing. You never know because you weren't direct. And, um, or it just prolongs the pain for when you inevitably maybe blow up because mm-hmm. you can't handle, you can't bottle it up anymore about mm-hmm. something or whatever. And then that person feels like immediately, like, where did this come from? Right. You know, it's confusing. Blindsided. Yeah. Yeah. If, if anyone ever asks me for feedback, not in regards to like, Hey, we have something we got to talk about. Right. And I'm going to initiate, but if someone's like, Hey, can I get your feedback on this? Right. I always right. ask like, what kind of feedback are you looking for? Right. Cause there are so many different ways I can go in the feedback. So it's yeah. like, Hey, guide me to what you're actually looking for. Um, but, but also like, it was just really interesting because it's recently. So like I've mentioned before, I'm in this critique group for manuscripts and the whole purpose of the group is to be critiqued. Right. It's like we are sharing our what is supposed to be like multiple drafts, like not we're not sharing multiple drafts, but we have already rewritten and redone our drafts so many times that we think that the story we've written is in a good space for us to share and receive feedback. Right. Yeah. And and hopefully if things are confusing, we are given that feedback and hopefully, you know, 
And, and so just recently in this group, um, we received a manuscript that for me, and I'm, I'm being very conscious. I understand this person worked on it. It was so confusing. It was, it was beyond confusing. It had so many typos. It just didn't feel like this was worked on multiple times. It felt like maybe it was a very, very first draft. Right. Mm. And I was really overthinking and really anxious about giving feedback because there was so much I could give. And then there's multiple of us in a group, right? Like I didn't want this going on for like eight hours. Right. And also I didn't want the person to like be like, I didn't want them to have negative feelings, but also they're in this group. They want to do this. Right. So you assume, (laughs) I mean, they requested it, right. We didn't have to do these groups, right. Right. This wasn't like a mandatory thing. This is like a bunch of us came together because we wanted to get feedback on our manuscripts. And, and, you know, um, I intentionally did not go first because Mm. I wanted to see what other people were going to say and how it was going to be received. And from the moment the first critique started, the author was so defensive and wasn't listening and was giving excuses and giving reasons and, and, and not hearing anything. And, and it was a really disappointing time because we all spent our time reading the book to offer feedback, to help this, the story be more clear, to be more engaging. And, you know, a couple of times they were like, okay, thanks for the feedback, but you could just feel like they were upset. Yeah. Yeah. They they weren't really ready to receive the feedback. Yeah. Like they, they felt like we didn't get it, but multiple Mm. of us had the same exact questions. That's, that's it right there. So you may, you may be able to poo poo some one person's problem, but if multiple people have the same problem, it's a Mm -hmm. problem. Yes. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like I feel, well, I know you, you had said earlier that there were parameters around the group, right? This Mm -hmm. person was made aware of that, even though they were new. I mean, I know that, that I, I sent an email explaining what we agreed as a group. Right. So, and in it, it was like, you just listened to the feedback. Okay. So so she was, she was made aware of Mm -hmm. the the rules or yeah. the agreements like for you being can explain at some point but we didn't verbally explicitly explain it okay. so maybe she didn't read the email maybe not yeah right interesting it was super awkward it was like the first time like i like the first time in our yeah. group where someone wasn't receiving it and was like questioning and 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 negating and it was like oh my god <laughs> i'm so glad the rest of us were on the same page and everything yeah. else went more smoothly for giving and receiving feedback Right. Right. It's just like, I think, well, it's possible. I don't want to project too much, but it's possible this person just assumed that everyone was going to be obsessed with her work. And that's why she felt safe. Right. But then when she felt threatened clearly by all of you having similar, if even if you had dissimilar complaints or not complaints, but dissimilar thoughts that you were sharing about her work, I'm sure it sounds to me like she probably wouldn't have received that either. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, from the moment and the first person that started is so nice. Like she is such yeah. a lovely human being. Like you want yeah. feedback from this person. Cause she says it like very graciously, but, but also mm. like, Hey, like here's where work can be yeah. done. Right. And I was about to say too, like, sometimes I find when I'm giving feedback or 
when I'm, if I'm being given feedback, what mm-hmm. helps me is knowing that the person giving me the feedback isn't perfect. Yeah. Right? Or, and, and, that, and reminding them that I'm not perfect. Yeah. Like, and, but just hearing like, this is how many times I fucked this up or mm-hmm. I really struggle with this in the beginning or what, even those little like self, self-deprecating things, mm-hmm. even if they're little white lies, I feel like they can really help soften the blow to our mm-hmm. egos. Um, especially if it's about work that we're putting out in the world, right. right. With an intention right. of sharing, you know, and whatever. And maybe that's not what this person, maybe this person still wouldn't have received it. Well, it seems like maybe they wouldn't have, but you can't, that's the other thing I'll say. It sounds like it's a good reminder, your story that we can't control how other people receive our feedback. Right. We can only control how we know we're delivering the feedback. Are we being respectful? Mm -hmm. Are we offering actionable steps? Mm -hmm. Right. Are we, are we actively giving them something to do? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, To think about. I think those are the two big things. Mm-hmm. Are you giving someone actionable actionable steps and are you being respectful? Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. if you if we had to dump them all into like, here are two, our top two tips on mm-hmm. how to deliver feedback. Those are the two things. And then yeah. as far as receiving feedback, right? Can you sort through that mail before you mm-hmm. internalize all this shit? Love right? It. You know, that's it, yeah. Warriors. Here that's it. Practices this week and going forward, maybe. Um, Can I give you some about- feedback? Sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I was just going to say that was amazing. <laughs> oh, thanks. Boiling it you down to two for giving and one for receiving. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're simple, but not easy. Yeah. Right. We can acknowledge too. They're simple, but not easy. These are, you know, it's easy to say them to, or it's simple to say them to you. Warriors give these things a try and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that's not going to be challenging. It might yeah. be really hard. Right. And so um, maybe sit with the concept of receiving and giving feedback or criticism this today or this week? How has this shown up for you in your work life, even in your interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. you know, with your friends and family? Um, what kind of energy do you think you have when you are giving or receiving feedback? Can you spend some time being curious about and honest with yourself about um, your patterns? Do you typically internalize everything do you have strong negativity bias? Um, are you, when you're offering feedback, offering actionable steps for a person that they can actually, you know, commit to without getting defensive or consider without getting defensive? Um, yeah. So how does this show up for you? Yeah. Does it show up for you? Maybe it doesn't. Some people just live their life and they don't give a shit about yeah, right. <laughs> who is saying what, you know, to them what they're saying to other people. And I guess that's an interesting way to live. It's it's I a truly, skill to develop, to, to be able to receive, to receive that feedback and to give it in a very like calm, collected way. It's a skill. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good thing to like, leave it, leave it with, right? Like this is something you're going to be practicing Maybe you're really good at it already, but I imagine it's because you've been practicing for many, mm-hmm. many years. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you've never even thought about this before, it just may be interesting for you to reflect on, to journal on, to meditate on, to just think about, to have a conversation with your friends and family, your coworkers about even. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is it? What kind of feedback do you enjoy receiving? Can you remember to 
plant those little breadcrumbs for your people too. So they mm-hmm. know that whatever it is, when you do have to bring them something challenging or more difficult, they know it's not necessarily about who they are as a person. Yeah. Right. They know, they know not to take it super personally or something. Cause I think that's part of the problem too, is that a lot of us, and I know I'll speak for me. I, there are sometimes when I get feedback where I'm just like, this must mean I'm bad. Yes. Right? You take it personally. I must be terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to not look at it that way for some yeah. of us. And that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. So that doesn't mean we can't do better when we know more, we do more. When we know better, we do better practice. Mm. Okay. Abby, do you have a win of the week? Win of the week. I do. I do. And I guess it kind of can go with some feedback. Um, so I went and saw the little mermaid the other night. Oh, and I was a little afraid to go because I love the little mermaid. I, I love it. I understand there's problematic themes in it from 1989 or, you know, whatever, but, um, I still love it. I love part of your world. I have sang it on the podcast a few different times, right? Um, Some of our guests, some of our guests, Bailey and Raina, right? Like you, Raina. Yes. (laughs) Um, and, and so, uh, I had seen some of the, like, you know, reviews from critics and they were not the kindest reviews. Right. But then I saw some millennials leaving Facebook posts and they were super kind. So I was excited to go, um, but I was also a little nervous that I was going to be disappointed. Yeah. And um, I loved it. Oh, that's good. You have to be able to adapt with some changes. Um, Lin-Manuel needed to make a song that's very Lin-Manuel in it. And sure, like, was it needed? No. Was it fun and cute? Sure. Yes. Okay. but even like at the very beginning um, <clears throat> where they're starting off and the mermaids are all and mermen, the mer, mer people are all swimming in the water. Right. Uh-huh. And um, like, I like had tears in my eyes because it looks real. It's not a cartoon. And like, I imagined what the experience would be for children and it's, it's magical. Mm. It really is like an awe moment, you know? And so, you know, being an older millennial, you know, who, who grew up with the little mermaid and loved and adored that a cartoon so much, yeah. um, has been able to see the problems throughout. Um, <laughs> and then, and then see it in, in how much technology has changed and, and to do this like live action where like, it's like real mer people, right. It's real mermaids, uh, That's you awesome. know, you know, with the quotes around the real, but it was, it, it, it was like, it, like I had tears in my eyes. I was just so awestruck Right. Um, and imagining what this experience was like for children. And then also yeah. like my inner child re-seeing it for the first time. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I'm so glad was, you liked that was it. was a win. Yes. I'm glad you liked I it. I very much liked it. And how um, is the actress that plays Ariel? Her oh, voice is lovely. amazing. She's so lovely. And honestly, like for the whole point, like the whole part where she's a mermaid, I don't know how she did that acting. Like, because, you know, you're watching, like, they're kind of half swimming, right? Their arms are moving in the water. But, yeah. but like, she was acting not in water, and she had to act like she was swimming underwater doing stuff. Like, I, you know, her and Melissa McCarthy, I was blown away with Melissa McCarthy. It's possible McCarthy. they might have been in water for part of it. Yeah, but not when you're talking and swimming. You're not, like, not a face. Yeah, yeah. right, right. 
Right. So there might have been some CGI and stuff, but it was just really interesting to even imagine, like hopefully they give us behind the scenes of how they really filmed a lot of it. Right. So like, and so many times she had to talk to like Sebastian or Flounder or Scuttle and they're not there. Right. So like for her acting, like, so I really, I liked her. I liked Eric. Come on. Eric was like, even though in the 1989 movie, he was kind of bland. He was still a lot of millennials crushes back then. He was, he was. And I would say they chose a great Eric and they gave him a better backstory. He has more of a personality. He's not super bland. I think they did a great job. And Melissa McCarthy nailed it. I mean, she's awesome too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you yeah. loved it. Since, yeah. Since you were worried about it. I'm glad it was yeah. awesome. It was a win. Amazing. All right, everyone. Yeah. You heard it from Abby. You trust Abby? Go see The Little Mermaid. Who cares about the reviews? Who yeah. cares about the feedback? You have to be okay with change. You yeah. have to. Things are changing. I mean, the same was true for Beauty and the Beast. And, you know, they made yeah. some subtle changes. And I did not I like thought Aladdin. it was awesome. I didn't no. see that one. Okay. I, I didn't to like see that, that one. one. Yeah, that one did real, too bad in the reviews for me to even bother. Yeah, but Beauty. But and I enjoy Beauty and the Beast. I yeah, think Beauty and the Beast was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. And Adam refuses to see any of the live action Disney. He just hates that that even exists. Mm. He's like, be the original cartoon or be nothing. So, mm. and I appreciate that. You know, I feel like it's a good marketing for you know getting new you new know, groups of kids and the totally. older millennials, right? Like sure. the people that grew up with it. Right. Like who totally. love and adore it like me, like you got me. And then yep. you're also getting the younger generations too. So it kind of, kind of works. Yep. I didn't see the Lion King either because that's my favorite Disney film. Oh, so I was too afraid to see it. I thought it was, I mean, that one was the Lion King. That one was, okay. the, it was, it was. All right. Maybe change like two words in it. And if you know the okay. Lion King super well, you'll notice. Like, I do. Right. I do. But as a whole, like it is like almost like shot for shot, the Lion King. Okay. Yeah. See, I think for me, I was always less worried about changes and more worried about just like seeing a beloved show in that way, like with people. Mm-hmm. I like, just, I don't, or you know, people playing. Mm-hmm. But animals. the Lion King like, was just CGI animals. No, I, you Wait, mean, so there's not a human version, right? No, I know. But okay. there's some, okay. the, to me, the CG, it's too much CGI. Mm-hmm. I sometimes struggle like, being in the moment with it mm-hmm. when I know how fake it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. without the human element even. So like, anyway, going on a tangent here. <laughs> Moving on. I love that win. So, so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. All right, Warriors, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you'd like to connect with us, head on over to Instagram. Join our Instagram family. We are at Anxiety Warriors Podcast. Shoot us an email at anxietywarriorspodcast at gmail.com. Give us those good old wins of the week. Whatever you got, big or small, we'd love to hear and celebrate your big or small wins with you. Let us know if you've got some great topic ideas, things you'd love to hear us share our stories about on the pod. Or if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our show, let us know. Let's get you on the calendar. Help you tell your anxiety journey for all of our amazing warrior listeners. Mm-hmm. Just take a second, smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in. Leave us a short review or a long review. We'd love them all but words, please. A few words would be great. Yes. And um, follow the show, subscribe to the show and all of these platforms. Um, we're also on YouTube. You can find all of our audios uploaded for you all over there. And if you're feeling like you want something fun for yourself or the warriors in your life, 
head on into our show notes where you can jump into our Threadless merch link and grab yourself something fun or something awesome for the warriors in your life. Yes. Do it now. Do it. Thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We're so grateful we get to do this with you. Till next time.